Blog Talk Radio. Body, Spirit, You, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance, authentic spiritual guidance, right here, right now. Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies, and spirit, and that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and heal. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You here on Blog Talk Radio. And I am Tracy Liebman. I'm joined tonight with my friends and colleagues with Soul Seeker Paranormal Group, Carol Cottrell. Hi Carol. Hi, how are you? I'm great. And Aleka Thorvalson. Hi Aleka. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> so we did our first show last month, and we talked about who we were, who we are. <laughs> I guess we're still the same people, sort of, right? We changed. Always evolved. <laughs> <laughs> who we are, who we were, and um, what interests we have in particular in regards to the paranormal and investigating and what we do as our group, the the Soul Seekers Paranormal Group. So tonight what we're going to do is talk a little bit about some of the investigations we've gone on since the last radio show. And I think what we'll do is start out, oh, and we'll talk about the equipment we're using. Um, I have just recently... Let's see, I think it was Aleka who let us know, Carol and I know, that you can get apps on your phone that do EMF and uh, EVPs, etc. And so I downloaded one uh, just a few days ago and used it for the first time yesterday on a, um, I don't know, uh, a fun investigation that we did at the Yorktown here in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. It wasn't that we were called in as professionals, but we went because we were interested in finding out what all's going on there. And we did have quite a lot of activity, even just being in the middle of the afternoon, um, other people were around, 
but we use our instruments and tools to really document some things that we found fascinating and we're still looking into because it was just yesterday. Um, and Carol and Aleka did a official investigation and clearing at downtown Charleston, and I was not feeling well, so I wasn't there. But we're going to start out talking about that, and I look forward to even hearing, even though I've heard some of the details, but I don't think I've heard all, a lot of the details. So I guess I'll ask you guys, Carol and Aleka, to share with us um, how we were asked to go to that space and what they were looking for, what, what, and then I'll give people a feel for how we work and, and what we're all about anyway. So whoever wants to to start, just Aleka or Carol, go for it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and maybe we should start with what we actually do on investigation because there's actually a lot of sort of prep work and there's certainly a lot of work we do after mm-hmm. investigation. You know, we, we pretty much go in there with questions first and interviewing um, whoever is in the space. You know, We have a quite a Many questions. Yeah, it's a pretty lengthy questionnaire yeah. where we're asking everything from who's there on a regular basis, who may come and go, who may be bringing energy from a different place, especially mm-hmm. uh, that investigation was a place of work, so wanting to know what's going on in their home environment, too. And the kind of clientele they're bringing in and what they do, as well as what they've experienced. Obviously, that's really important, you know, to understand and to know just what they've experienced. Is it more of a residual flavor? Is it more of an intelligence sort of haunting? Is it, um, you know, is it fearful? And, and even we even ask some questions about what's going on in their lives personally because, as we all know, we've found that that makes a difference to what goes on. So that's the first thing we do. Right. And then we usually do a tour as well, like have people – actually take us around the space and show us what happens if a light goes on and off, what light is it, and if a door opens, well, what is it, you know, what door is it, and, and all of that. Because when we do our investigations, we're absolutely documenting um, anything that's other than normal, right, which would be paranormal, but we also want to debunk um, anything that could is, is just um, an everyday occurrence or could be explained. I mean, our, our first job is to really investigate what's going on here. Would you say, Carol? Yeah. I mean, there might be a certain room that, you know, there's a feeling of uncomfortableness or they're, you know, not feeling well when they're in there. We want to go in there and make sure that it's not the electromagnetic fields around right. or, you know, high high electricity in that area, different things that we're looking for to make sure that those are the things that could be causing um, unusual feelings. Or a door that, you know, like doesn't latch that kind of stuff, if the door opens and, you know, if there's that particular location, they did experience stuff like smells. And then when we, again, the, the next thing we do is the history, but when we went and looked at the history, there was like a very bad smell. It was like a burnt smell. Mm-hmm. We smelled it too when we were in there, but then we realized that the house had had a fire. Yes. Yeah. So that was a way of, you know, go ahead, Carol. Right. The, yeah. the fire was... Um, it, it wasn't documented really clearly, but it looks like it was between the years of the early 1890s and the early 1900s mm-hmm. um, that there was a fire. So, And then the house was rebuilt from the foundation up. So 
um, it could still that smell still could be and it was definitely coming up from underneath right because when we were in that attic space underneath it was like wow what is this smell they also reported hearing a lot of music and voices and then we realized when we were in there and it was quiet that there was a lot of outside noise mm-hmm. throughout the day and it was very it was very difficult to figure out where it was coming from you know because we would be in the front room and it would sound like it was coming from a place that it wouldn't you know, we wouldn't necessarily have people, but then when we looked outside, no, they were right in front. So it was um, it was interesting to look at that kind of stuff. Tracy, do you have anything to add? Because I know you've done some stuff with us before. Or yeah, the- but I wasn't on that particular. I wasn't on that particular. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm listening. I I did want to ask about um, what what were their needs? What were what were that? that client's needs what were they wanting to to know whether things were there to clear the space yes um they did want both they Mm -hmm. they really wanted a clearing that the energy that they were feeling there wasn't conducive to what they they wanted it was making them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um they had uh, there was a few people that were were afraid to go into the laundry room that worked there, um, and th- I mean they really would needed it to um, leave if possible. Mm-hmm. What were they? I'm again. <laughs> see, I'm a good I'm a good interviewer here. What were they afraid of? Like, what did they feel? What I, was it? Just I, a. I'm sorry, Tracy. I think it was really the unknown. I think they were very curious about who it was. Um, mm-hmm. And in this case, it ended up being more than one spirit there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was their curiosity, but also not knowing, I think, caused some fear for them um, right. because it was making them uncomfortable and everything. And once we started the investigation and started some communication with the spirits, we realized that they were not um, spirits really fearful of. No, not at all. At all. And, and I, one of the women in there um, that we interviewed reported feeling someone touch her on the back when she was upstairs. And so that was really unnerving for her. A feeling that we got reports of heaviness. We got um, footsteps, whispering, um, a lot of footsteps, a lot of doors opening and closing. This is what they were reporting. Um, just a heavy energy, like a, a negative energy. They reported feeling um, going home and feeling headaches and nauseous. They reported, you know, and it being attributed to the space, having turmoil within the, con, you know, people in the, the business, um, distracted, um, being unable to work, that kind of stuff. So, and, and while none of the spirits that we communicated with had anything that you should really be fearful of, there was one woman in particular that was um, looking for a lost child. And so she was almost in a state of panic and mm-hmm. kind of moving around mm-hmm. in the same space, um, you know, just keep moving, keep moving. And that, while it, it's nothing for us to be fearful of, could have caused some feelings of intensity for the people who were working there. Mm-hmm. They could feel that panic probably. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's making me want to point out, and since we didn't do uh, any kind of intro on exactly, you know, who who and who we each are and how we each work, right? But Carol said one of the spirits we communicated with. And so people that are listening may be thinking, well, they've seen um, ghost hunters and ghost adventures and paranormal stuff on TV. They 
they usually communicate through either an instrument, right, the, the EVP or um, the K2 or some form of instrumental help, right? Whereas what you guys are speaking of is communicating via energy through being, you know, a medium, a psychic, correct? Right. As a yeah. spiritual medium, we were able to pick up things like names and what their purpose, what, why they were still there. Um, we did have our electronic equipment and, our, and things mm-hmm. like that there to try to measure, but we were still having communication through a medium ability. And in that particular, and we love it when we get both, you know, when we can validate it with the equipment, which we did on our investigation mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, that was an amazing investigation. This particular one, and, and every investigation is different, this particular one was... Um, we didn't get a lot of physical evidence. No. You know, we, we really didn't. We had one instance where a flashlight turned um, off at, at our request, and that was that was pretty interesting. But not enough for us to really, you know, stand behind it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the – what we did – what was interesting, though, and this is something that we do um, – another part of our investigation, I, I briefly spoke about it, but it's super important, and that is what, if we do get names, you know, and we do get – information like we did there where we can really um, listen to, to, to what the spirits are telling us. We go back and, and find the history, and Carol mm-hmm. did that. I mean, mm-hmm. she she had, you know, sort of the, a premise of what we were feeling and who was there, names, what was going on, and then goes and tries to find and validate that within the history of that particular space. And that sometimes can be some of the most interesting parts of the investigation is collecting all that history and learning about the house and the neighborhood and the people that lived there. And when it matches up with what, you know, the communication was, it can be very exciting. It is a lot of work to do it, but it's definitely worth it for what you you find out and can share with the client Mm -hmm. because I think that's of interest to them. Absolutely. And. That particular one, as I said, we found out that fire, mm-hmm. and that you know kind of explained some things. What else mm-hmm. did we find out? Anything? Well, that particular one. The funny thing was, while uh, we were communicating with the woman um, who had lost her child, I was seeing her at a different level, a different floor level. Like yeah. it wasn't like she was standing. It was on a little bit confusing. She was, yeah. and it was making me a little dizzy almost. Right. And what I found out was, um, you know, the house that stands there now is not the exact same house that was there in the late 1800s because of the fire. And when it was rebuilt, it was rebuilt in a completely different style. It went from being a Charleston single home to a Victorian-style house, and um, the floors were built at a different level. The ceilings um, and mm-hmm. floors were different level than they were in the original home. So, you know, that kind of helps lead to the conclusion that when she was there – you know, she was in the previous structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really... And the other thing, too, is that sometimes it can be difficult to invest, and to really look at the history because I think we also were getting that <clears throat> some of the people that we were communicating with were not owners of the property. Right. You know, and we did find out that that was a leased property. Right. You know, they don't obviously have all the names of all the, all mm-hmm. the people living there at all the different times. You're right. Right, we found out that that property, um, during that time period of the probably 1850s, it was probably built around the 1850s. They don't have exact record of what year it was built, but the neighborhood was developed in the 1850s, and until, um, you know, at least 
at least the time that the structure, um, you know, had a fire, it was a dual residency, um, you know, lease mm -hmm. place. So, and a lot of the documentation is owners' names as opposed to renters' names. But we were able to track down some names of people who lived there about the time of the fire, and some mm -hmm. dates of people who had passed that matched the description of right. who we were communicating with. That was pretty in the laundry room. Yeah, yeah, that was exciting. And when we um, cleared it, which is the other part of our investigation, if you know, people request that or if it's necessary because sometimes people don't mind whatever's in their house. They just want to know more about it. Maybe they'd like to just welcome them, know a name, communicate, um, that kind of thing. Then, um, and of course, with the permission of the, the um, spirit that we're speaking to, if they would like to cross, so we were able to clear that space. Mm -hmm. um, and the, um, the people that we, you know, that hired us have, have marked a dramatic improvement. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten a few emails of thanks, not just from the owners, but from other people that work there. Um, so that's a gratifying feeling to know that the, that we've helped, yeah. you know, in a significant way. Yeah, to, to make a difference for both the living and those who have passed. Yes, exactly. It makes, it makes it feel a lot better. Yeah, because they needed to go. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's interesting. What I found interesting in the investigations that we've done is that so many spirits, at least initially don't want to go. Um, the woman looking for her child, she didn't want to go because she wanted to, she keep, wanted looking. to keep, keep looking. Yeah. So it took some kind of coaxing and helping her understand that her child wasn't there mm -hmm. and explaining, you know, how how we could help her and everything. And, and where she, she would maybe well. find her child. I mm -hmm. mean, she, she wasn't going to find her here. It was really by following the light and crossing and moving over that she actually could find that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, though, you're right, how we do meet a little bit of, I mean, I wouldn't say it's resistance, like, ooh, scary resistance, right. but it's just like either it's so habitually programmed, like, I've got to, I have to, I need to. Yesterday we felt that with one um, spirit that we were connecting with who, I think it was a fire, remember, and he was trying to save people, and he was like, right. i gotta, I got to do this, I can't leave, mm -hmm. you know. So, again, that same feeling. But it was a good investigation. It was certainly fun. Yeah, we did have um, one male spirit that we were communicating with, the gentleman who was in the laundry room that mm -hmm. um, bothered a lot of the females who worked there. Um, he was in there, and you could feel, too, that he just felt like he needed to keep working. And when we yeah. asked him when he was ready to go on, he said, no, I've got work to do. You know, i got to stay here and keep working. Mm -hmm. And um, we were able to let him know that we could see his wife and that she was um, waiting for him. And, you know, mm -hmm. kind of gave him a description of her. And it was as soon as we gave him that information, he was gone. ready to go. <laughs> like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're doing much better. Um, well, everybody involved, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. We missed you on that one, Tracy. I know, I know. And it's fun to hear all the details. Um, yeah, it is. It's one of the things that... I was talking to Carol about this possibly, I think, before you got there yesterday, Aleka, that, you know, kind of sets us apart a little bit from the paranormal investigations that I've seen on TV, you know? I mean, that's all I've seen, right, besides what we do. And that fact of wanting to help as much as we can, and not that we would uh, force any spirit to leave, which we ran into yesterday, and we'll talk about that soon. Uh, the the spirits that are, 
content and um, want to stay, right? And there's no nothing malicious or anything about them. And others who are feeling frantic, like the the woman you mentioned that you encountered, that of course, right, the energy of frantic mother looking for a child and how that would stir up the energy in the space and make it feel uncomfortable for others in that building um, and maybe even tap in. Because I think you guys mentioned that some of the people in that building felt fairly intuitive or empathic or something. To me, you mentioned that. (laughs) Um, So if you are sensitive and there's that kind of energy around that feels that spirit energy of anxiety looking for a child then and then so clearing that space helps the people like I'm reiterating the people that are working in the space and or own the space and also the spirit and was able to reunite with their loved one like you guys mentioned with that's so cool that you could help the gentleman in the laundry room and even give a description so that he could like trust you, you know, and that that is uh, a special skill set that I think we bring to the table, and that we all three do perceive differently, also, which is really interesting because we can all uh, bring different pieces of our psychic work, you know, even though it's like that's the umbrella term, um, empathic. And intuitive uh, mediumship, etc., and we can really help both sides, like we were saying. And I, you know me, I love the scientific stuff too. So I love when we get that technology backing up the claims. I think it's just really, it's really important. Someone was asking me that the other day because we get a lot of interest mm-hmm. about people wanting to come out on investigations and. I kind of, I kind of say it's not that exciting, you know. I mean, you watch these ghost shows and you're like, whoa, it's so exciting and there's so much stuff happening. That's not how we roll. I mean, that's we're really, it's not how that is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty, pretty. Um, even though we find it fascinating, um, and we're engaged the whole time, it's, it's really not like what you see. Right. Well, in those shows, you know, they're usually on an investigation for, you know, eight to ten hours or something like that. So they're editing the most exciting parts of what happened during that time. Yeah, and they're at places that tend to be more negative Mm -hmm. just for the nature of, I think, sensationalism to some extent. You know, Tracy, to your point of that we bring, you know, something extra and that we can help, you know, with clearing or, or help, you know, spirit move on, I was watching a paranormal investigation show recently in the last couple of weeks, and it was at a local Charleston plantation. And I know that the family member really wanted to know if it was one of his ancestors there. And, um, you know, while they were able to show that there was paranormal activity going on, they couldn't answer that question. And I thought, now that would be great to be able to go there and, you know, using not only our, you know, equipment to show the paranormal activity, but also using our ability to communicate with the spirit to be able to bring that homeowner the information of who it is that's there and and what that spirit is looking for and if we're able to help them move on. Exactly. And being able to um, lovingly, you know, assist the the spirits and also obviously the humans that you know are the clients that are asking us to be there um just means a lot to me which i guess is i think what i was telling carol 
before we all got started yesterday. Um, so did the clients enjoy, like, did you guys give them the details of, of who, you know, the woman and the man, and did they enjoy knowing the details of what everything you guys found in that manner? Yeah, I think so. We actually sat down with them as soon as we were done with the investigation. We hadn't done the research yet, but as soon as we finished the investigation, we sat down with them to tell them, you know, what we picked up, the names, um, and, you know, what what little we did see as far as the flashlight turning off and on. And, and so we, also that, but we also gave them, them some, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. answers for why things might be happening. One of the things that they mentioned before we started is that they always heard a lot of whispering, and yeah. what we found was mm-hmm. when their air conditioner kicked on, it sounded like whispering. It did. It drove us crazy because we'd be like, is that, what is that? And then it was the air conditioner. Yeah. So um, we were able to help them understand a lot of what they were getting and feeling, mm-hmm. you know, so that those kind of things wouldn't continue to make them fearful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But, yes, they did enjoy it. I mean, they they were really grateful, you know, of it, um, and they were nice, it was nice to be validated you know, with some of what they were feeling um, mm-hmm. and being able to have, as we said, cleared the space and seen such a dramatic difference in, um, and I think they had mentioned that they had had a couple other people come. I know at least one or two other people that they had brought in for that purpose. Can you just help us clear the space? And so it was really um, gratifying that we were able to help in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah. All righty. Do you guys have any other loose ends on that one before we do you want to move on to the next, what we did yesterday? Yeah, that was fun. It sure was fun. Yeah, Carol we was able to test out some new um, equipment equipment mm-hmm. and tools that we have in our, you know, goodie bag of tools. Exactly. We're always trying to expand. It's so funny because what we've really learned is we don't have enough hands. But so we want to make sure that we get the stuff that we need, you know, the stuff that we really resonate with. Or There's a lot of different tools out there these days. And as I said, I I was, you know, as we, you know, we anyone that does paranormal investigating or anything like that, you want everything, you know. And it's quite expensive, some of it. So we, um, I went and I, I found, I was like, apps, there's an app for that. And we really wanted to test some of these apps against some of our more mainstream hunting equipment to just see where they would, um, you know, show up. And we were, there was a, the, my, one of the apps I downloaded I wasn't that impressed with, but um, there were, there the Tracy one, the one you used was really, um, really cool. Uh, but that investigation was um, really, really interesting, mm-hmm. what we found. Definitely a lot of activity at the Yorktown. Yeah. Um, right when we walked in. Yeah. I mean, from the time we walked in, it was um, the, you know, the EMF meters were high, and it, it was we, we did all the testing to try to find where it was coming from. And it wasn't, it wasn't like when you do find, um, you know, use your EMF meter to test, you know, electromagnetic frequency to see if there's a higher level from somewhere, like a ungrounded electrical outlet or some type of um, electrical box that, that's emitting you know, high amounts of electromagnetic energy. So we would test to see, and, you know, you can tell from reading these meters what that looks like versus when there's other kinds of energy that, that you know, I, I can only be described as paranormal. I don't exactly know. I don't want to say it's just a, um, 
you know, it's a ghost necessarily, but I'll say it's paranormal. But we were getting a lot of hits on the K2 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing was that when we would ask that um, the spirit, you know, step away or stop communicating with us just so we could test it the and test. make sure make that sure, it, right. we were communicating with the spirit, it did stop. Sure enough. Um, until we would ask another question and then we'd get... You get know, more feedback from it again. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty amazing, I and mean, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just want to say, as a plug for the Yorktown, they are now offering um, uh-huh. ghost tours and paranormal investigations that you can do on your own. And I don't have all the details about it, but you should go to their website. And neither interested. do we know if it's any good or not. Right. But we yes. do know they're doing this. Yes. Yeah. And so does the jail downtown. Right. Charleston Jail does yes. it, too. So if you know any listeners are interested in something like that, I would definitely, you know, look into going on one of their tours um, mm-hmm. because, like we said, we picked up a lot of activity there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Let's you want to just start with Bob. Yeah, <laughs> start with Bob. Bob was with him, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And um, this is where Tracy's new equipment came in pretty interestingly with mm-hmm. some words. It was validating what the K2 was saying, which was validating what questions we were asking that we were getting mm-hmm. from a mediumship, you know, sort of pers- or psychic, you know, feedback. I mean, we were asking questions as far as name and he would validate it, yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were able to learn what he did on the ship mm-hmm. um, and what age he was when he passed. Um and just some more information from them. I don't know, Tracy. Do you want to talk about your app and how it works? I will. Sure. Um, okay. So, any interested people out there on what exactly this is? It's. I think. I don't know if it does it for Droid also, but it's an iPhone app, and it's called um, Ghost Hunter M2, and it has everything from. Uh, the EMF readings. I want to go to the to the EVP, which I thought was just going to record. But what I learned when I started to play with it, actually here at home, was that it it actually speaks and it goes through. Um, it said it was proprietary and it didn't give very many, you know, details. I could go and and find that section to read it, but it goes through a phonic type um, reading, and then it spells the word out and says the word. And I wanted to, and and I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to go back to where the um, Words are recorded um, on my phone, and I can't quite get there and talk at the same time, so I may have to come back to that. But uh, there's also, along with that, um, is like a, I think they call it a seismograph or something. And so literally, like, if you were doing an investigation where there was furniture, you know, often we see you sit on a couch or sit on a bed or somewhere, and you can set it down on the surface and it will, it will, um, any slight vibration will show up. But back to the EVPs yesterday, um, we got a lot of things, and and it was quite amazing. Like we were just talking in the very beginning about where to go, and what, and it said somewhere. <laughs> 
and I was like, wow. All right, that was the first one, right? But then it got the classroom. Um, oh, there was so many. You'd have to go back and really look at it. Because and I'm going to when you guys start chatting again because it's just hard for me to multi, like my brain doesn't work that way to be able to look at my phone. Me and my techie, sorry, Tracy, my techie mind, now I have to go figure out what that is, right? Because I, it seemed like it was based somewhat on the um, spirit box, you know, where you go through like radio frequencies to find particular words, and it's real easy for um, um, spirit to to manipulate that, to be able to communicate. Um, but I don't know exactly how that worked on the phone, and I'm, that's something that I need to do more, you know, um, I want to, I want to know what that was, but it was so interesting because whatever it was, it was it was shockingly accurate mm-hmm. for what we were asking. It mm-hmm. was on topic, and it was. Um, I mean, and then we would be like kind of meandering around the the, the the ship, and it would say random things that weren't at all really part of what we were asking. But they would make sense a few minutes later. Yeah, like it would say a word, and we'd be like, like huh. class. Yeah, because I I walked. We were walking into another part of the, the ship, and I said, I wonder what's down here, and it piped up class. So I said, oh, kind of jokingly, because honestly, we did not know anything about the the ship. We we sort of did that on purpose. Um, just wanted to experience it. And we walked down, and sure enough, the door we walked into was the flight school classroom yes. with, yes. With, the, with the desks and everything. It was, that was an interesting one. But we got so many mm-hmm. that I, that doesn't even do it justice. That's right. one of many. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, we were communicating with one spirit in the area that apparently used to be kind of like the place where the sailors would kick back and enjoy, you know, have, like the have drinks and mm-hmm. cigarettes and so forth. And the box actually came up and said cigarette um, and, and drunk. Drunk. drunk and Saturday party. Right. And we um, were at the same time, that was Dave we right. were communicating with. And he, um, the K2 meter was also laid on the table. And we actually have a pretty cool video of that. We should, we're going to put it out on Facebook. Um, Facebook addresses. Uh, if you just go to Soul Seekers Paranormal Group, you'll find us on Facebook. Cool, um, because that we had a we did a whole like communication session. The K2 was laying on the table, and it would be it would be completely unlit. Maybe the first um, first light would be lit, and then we would ask a question and get an answer, verifying yes or no. And then Tracy's app was was we would verify it with the K2. It was, it was very interesting. Tracy, you were going to say something? Oh, um, no, I lost my uh, – no, I'm fine. I'm good. Good. I, I interrupted you a second ago because I got too excited. That's <laughs> fine. I'm still – I'm searching here You're for my – Yeah. Um, it, so that was really interesting mm-hmm. because we were able to justify cigarette. I mean, and that's such a and – then, and then drug – and they were coming in the succession – where they were all related to one another. Right. So it is very all related to the conversation we were having. Yeah. And then it would be silent when we weren't communicating. I mean, every once in a while we'd get something. I remember shoes popped up once. Um, But it really, uh, on versus when we were actually communicating, it was very, very quiet. So I don't it was very interesting Mm -hmm. to see um, what that all meant. Right. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier, interesting of the spirits who do not want help passing. Yep. On um, the first one that we communicated with, 
he told us that he didn't want it. And after a little bit of communication, we, he actually said that he'd already gone on to the light. And mm-hmm. he just came back because that was the place he wanted to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the other soldier hanging out in the party area, yeah. David. He did not want to leave. He, he did was not want to leave. He was having a good time there, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to go. And there were more than one um, in certain areas. And we, we kind of were wondering about that, just the, the nature of soldiers are sort of, you know, conditioned to stay together and stick together, mm-hmm. and they get imagine. I'm just, you know, kind of imagining that they form incredibly intense bonds. Mm-hmm. And that particular ship saw lots of battle and lots of um, um, war, you know. And so I would imagine that that would bring them together, mm-hmm. and maybe they do want to stay all together. Right. Right. They built that camaraderie. They mm-hmm. want to be with. Yeah, maybe it's some of the best times of their life. He was 17, I think we got. We got an age on him, and he was, um, yeah, he was he was having fun mm-hmm. down there. <laughs> I found the words on that. Okay, uh, well, today. Yeah. Well, remember as we were walking in, it said bar? Huh? And I was like, bar? Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even know if they had... I don't know. But anyway, then um, he said crazy and drunk and cigarette. And so once this, it didn't, wasn't that quickly. It was like right. minutes in between. But we just, it just really was a conversation with yeah. the spirit between my EVP app and um, Aleka's uh, K2 meter and our questions and his answers, it it all, and then, oh, we have the video of it, too. So that'll be, yeah. So there's quite a bit of, um, you know, the, the scientific documentation along with that, you know, we could sense that he was having fun and that it was like he was enjoying having a couple of girls to talk to. Yeah. I was wondering about that when I got home. Just like, you know, I was thinking we should have asked some about, did they, you know, allow alcohol on a boat? You know, or mm-hmm. is that, did you go off to that? Because maybe, you know, he was waiting. In port, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing, I'm not sure, but I thought about that when we got home. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was the Saturday piece, you know what I mean? Did like, they, maybe he's waiting for Saturday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't drink on the boat, you know, if that was, um, but I'm, I know, I know, I'm sure they smoke. Yes. He was, that was the first thing, cigarettes. Cigarette, yeah, um, yeah. So that that was that was a fascinating mm-hmm. one, for sure. And he didn't want to leave. There was one that we um, ran into. Do you guys remember his name? His last name was William. Williams. That's right. That and that was. Oh yeah, and that came through. Mhm. On the. And so did volcano, if I remember correctly. And we had already obtained <laughs> when we were talking to him, and just we felt his energy right when we walked up there. We right. knew that this one was a little bit agitated mm-hmm. and panicked and he would the K two would come in and come out as if he was pacing mm-hmm. or moving very quickly and so he he seemed very frantic and we were asking and we got fire, um that you know that some kind of explosion. Some kind of explosion and then almost couldn't find his way out, like panicking back and mm-hmm, forth like coming mm-hmm. in and not sure which way out. Mm-hmm. And then Tracy, right after we, we were we were communicating with him with the K two and Carol was you know, um, and I and you were reading, you know, just uh, what we were getting from it, and you got Volcano. And then you got, you know what else we got? Hopeless. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, and that's the energy we were really feeling was this right. frantic, like, oh, my God, you know, i I got to yeah. get up. And that came right after, I think it was Aleka that asked, mm-hmm. you know, what are you feeling right now? Is, you know, are you in a panic? And then the word hopeless came right. up on the monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he actually did need to cross. Like, that of all the, the spirits we encountered yesterday, he was the one that needed some help. Right. I just found the the list of words from that section. Yeah, and um, the Williams came through, the hopeless. Let me interrupt you. The Williams came through when we asked what his name was. Right. It did, yes. And and Volcano, um, uh, the word predict, which I think is interesting in the sense of how could you ever, like, you know, I, I don't think they were ready in a way. Um, disappear came through. Soldier. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was another uh, hot spot. I mean, there were quite a few, but, yeah, that was interesting. And he did want help. But he also, like, wasn't he, didn't, I can't remember, wasn't he feeling... Wasn't he the one that felt like he should stay to help? I think he just had a real strong, like, he just was so, I either need to get out of here or I need to warn people, I need to get out of here, you know, that kind of feeling. Back and forth, yeah. Stuck in that cycle, and we were really telling him, you can't, there's nothing more for you to do here. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more for you to do. You know, and I think that there are, certainly, there's theories out there as far as why people get stuck sort of in between the subtle layers um, or veils. And it, it it tends to be a trauma, like a real surprising sort of event kind of shocks that particular soul into that space and they can't seem to get out of that. Right. And and I would um I would say that that would be um accurate maybe for him as a theory. Yeah. Mhm. So. Yeah, and there there was some um you know, I think I remember um what, what I needed to say was and what I said was you first you need to stop. Need to stop moving, mm-hmm. slow down, um, and and then he was able to sort of listen to us right. a little bit because he was in a high panic where you you know when you get so agitated that you know he's like almost saying to us, "Are you kidding me? This boat is on fire, and you're telling me to stop?" Yeah, that was the energy. But once he was able to stop and calm down and listen, it was, it was very easy to help him. Yeah, he he was able to um, definitely be um, be helped. But that was that was a good one. That was one that was toward the end. And honestly, it took us a little off guard because we had about three or four spots that we really spent some time investigating, and everything felt so positive right. that we were a little bit taken aback. Just just surprised, you know, um, like someone that actually needed help because mm-hmm. no one really wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah, should we go back and talk about the first gentleman first? Um, we weren't sure. It was Robert, right, but we were calling him Bob. Right. Yeah, because we didn't really talk too much about him. And that was the first experience with the K2 really – like nothing had happened on that last investigation we just spoke of in the building where the people asked you guys to come in, right? And here, meaning nothing happened on the the meter, the meters. And so here, though, 
And, of course, when this started happening, we were like, okay, what's this about? And Aleka, you know, put it up to different sections, you know, the light, the the wall, the floor, trying to see if it was actual electric, you know, like physical electricity since the building was on. It wasn't like we had the whole place shut down for us. So, I mean, we quickly realized, and then we started asking the questions, and it just would go up, and we were even shocked at first. (laughs) And then it just became like, oh, okay, you know, just commonplace, having a conversation here. It was really cool. And at one point, Tracy, you even asked it to stop making it light up, and Aleka said, yes, you know, please just step away for Mm -hmm. a moment. And as soon as that was said... Mm -hmm. The K2 meter, just the lights just shut down on it. Oh, and there was a, Tracy, oh. remember when we were downstairs and I was sitting at the table talking to what we learned later with Dave initially, and I, I put it on the table so I wasn't touching it, and it was, you know, going up and down and up and down as I asked questions, and um, and then I, and then you walked away from me, and you oh, yeah. said, can you step away and it went down to one, right? It went down to that. And then you picked up. Like, you were like, oh, it's right. You said, come with me. And then when you went over there, you had, I wasn't sure if you were looking at your EMF or something. Right. And yep. It's, it my it EMF. came with me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It followed. It was very, that was, that was one of the mm-hmm. more interesting things we've yeah. ever experienced, where we've actually had someone or a spirit walk with us. Mm-hmm. away from one place and, in you know, towards you where you had no EMF and then all of a sudden yours is up and mine is down. So yeah. it was, um, that was definitely a cool right. it was. Um, little spot. Did, go ahead, Carol. W- one thing that I would just like to ask anybody that, you know, listens to the show is if you've done any um, an investigation at the Yorktown or anywhere else, we would love for you to share what you find on our Facebook page for mm-hmm. us. So if you just go to Soul Seekers Paranormal Group on Facebook, um, you can share that with us and all of the people who like that page, and that would be great. Or any questions that you have, mm-hmm. you can ask them there. And, you know, this is a live show, so if you, and, you know, I don't see anyone really here that wants to um, ask any questions, but if you would like to ask questions, you're more than welcome to call in. Um, and that number is 646-595-2385. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can speak to um, Tracy. She's manning the phones tonight. We can answer questions or share your own stories. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel like you work or live in a place that um, has some paranormal activity and you'd like to, to come in and do an investigation and whether you know whether you want it cleared or not is up to you. We can do what you need, but um, you can call us. And the phone number is 843 614 3609. And we also do this show, I think we're going to do it every first, last Monday? What is it? Yeah, it's the last, yep. Last Monday um, of of the month, so tune in again if you listen to the show and it's archived. You know, and it'll be live again, and it's at 7 o'clock Eastern time. You're welcome to call in with questions or um, if you've experienced anything like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. So we haven't quite figured out what what is going on because it just happened yesterday <laughs> with my um, my actual physical digital recorder. But I just want to share about that one section. Um, so 
we have all these different instruments going. We have a video camera, and we haven't been able to, like, sync everything up exactly yet. But uh, Carol and I both had our digital recorders going. This is separate from my phone app, okay? Um, as we were talking, it was mostly during that, that first session with Bob that whenever, you know, we would it would say yes, and the EMF, well, the H, wait, I want to call it the H2, the K2, <laughs> would go up, um, I would get, like, the staticky sound on my digital recorder. Now, Carol did not, and we're not sure exactly what that means, but... Another thing that happened that I found really interesting was that Aleka noticed through her, um, you know, extrasensory <laughs> type abilities that it just felt like everyone was talking sort of at the same time. Like there was this group of people. So Aleka says on my recording, it just feels like they're all trying to talk at the same time. And my, um, it's just, I mean, total, like you have to pull the earplugs out of your ears. It's just like, just super, super loud. And we can't even hear us at all, you know, like what we're saying. And then it just stops and it gets back to, we asked it a couple more questions. I'm trying to think where they, oh, we were about ready to move on. And so we, Aleka said, um, do you mind if we go and I think he said yes, and then we both said, we all said, well, does that mean yes, he minds if we go? Or Do you remember that? Yes, that <laughs> we were trying to differentiate if it was a yes or a no. Right. And um, so it was quiet, meaning the static was quiet whenever it was a no answer, but static when it was a yes answer. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never, and I haven't had time to research in the sense of like I, I figured I could try to see if there's anything online about um, that kind of interference. I mean, I know that with the paranormal, a lot of different things can happen. You know, um, mm-hmm. brand new batteries can be sucked dry. Um, so in this case, you know, a camera or like a camera could go on and off. You know, if they have the night vision cameras working, um, and in this case, it's this interesting amount of static and and how it seemed like it was where was that it was it was when we were standing in that doorway when we had that um back and forth with bob i'm trying to remember where you were standing you know to see if that was it yeah i was kind of in like you it was sort of like a triangle like we always end up standing i guess because there's three of us but and i was sort of behind like you two were sort of right there in the doorway and i was just a slight bit behind that's interesting because yours didn't pick it up at all Mm -hmm. that yeah we'll definitely want to think um look at all and we have a lot of evidence to go through um to, to figure that out that's that's fascinating that's and so if anyone's listening and they know anything please <laughs> if you have run into this let us know and facebook would be the easiest and um probably the most fun way to you know have this kind of conversation so find us there although and, i will definitely say that you know in this field of paranormal it strange things happen that we really can't explain i know yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's unexplained. I don't. I don't know. Right. <laughs> for, yeah, for a fact. 
Yeah, but I did find it fascinating because in the next segment, um, it didn't do it at all. Like the next, you know, because I, I, I turned that on and off a couple times. So I had a couple different uh, recordings. Okay, so it didn't do that. Um, Everywhere. Uh-uh. Tracy, do we have time to take any calls tonight? We have someone in the chat room that would like to, a call. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, I'm fine with it. We have eight more minutes. I mean, we have to stick to time on Blog Talk Radio because when you yep. schedule your episode, it literally will cut us off. But somebody in the chat room is asking you to call in, yeah, or they have a question there. Well, they, they're they asking to call in, but I'll ask them to ask it there maybe. Either one is okay. I mean. Mm-hmm. There you go. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, it's always great to get feedback from people. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun when, um, and we can sit and talk for hours, however. Right. So <laughs> I all have to interrupt us. <laughs> get a word We in. get so excited about what, what happens. <laughs> it's so true. The other thing I wanted to say is, you know, you don't really always have to be on an investigation, you know, a true investigation or for whatever real. to do your EVP. If you just have a recorder or your iPhone or whatever and want to record. I was um, recently visiting somebody's home and picked up that there was a spirit there. And so, you know, I just grabbed my recorder and had my own conversation with the spirit mm-hmm. there and, you know, picked up some oh, yeah, some did. sounds of when I asked for um, signs of, you know, their presence and stuff. So, you know, it's always something fun to just do on your own, too. You don't have to have an official investigation that you have to go do or anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was, um, people love having Carol come over. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, who's here with yeah. us? <laughs> oh, that's funny. The funny thing with that one was that um, when I first entered the home, the dog was very friendly to me, and after I went into the space of where I, you know, communicated with the spirit and came back out into the room where the dog was, the dog was kind of, you know, not like it was going to attack me, but, you know, it kind of got up and its ears perked up and it started, you know. So I think that that spirit kind of decided to walk out in the room with me, feeling a little brave because I was there to protect it, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, animals are incredibly, um, you know, sort of, they're just naturally wired to kind of pick up on energy, which is mm-hmm. why, you know, the pressure changes, the weather changes, you know, an, look look at animals, they kind of know mm-hmm. what's coming um, so, yeah, that's, I guess you could always just pay attention to that sort of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I didn't get to see the whole thing. I missed the last half of the show, but I heard that um, 2020 ABC on Friday night was doing a show about mediums and paranormal huh. investigations and so forth, and that they did a part about animals um, and what they can pick up. Um, so, like I said, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. But. Yeah. Well, maybe we can get it on. Um, that'd be a cool thing to put on Facebook too. If yeah. you got a cool clip or something. Right. Yeah. Because that's pretty fascinating. I've often noticed that on the um, the ghost hunters, they do. They have a dog. Sometimes. I think that's who they use was oh. the, um, when they bring their dog. Yeah, I yeah. found that interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine another hand to try to like carry something else. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've never seen the dogs. I would need a well-trained dog right. um, <laughs> or or a helper to yes. carry all my stuff. Um, is there anything else significant that you guys remember about, that want to share about the Yorktown before? And we can even next week bring more of our, or, you know, check our Facebook page mm-hmm. or of our evidence. We'll actually go through it and have some. It's yeah. still sort of in the um, initial stages. Right. 
Yeah, we'll put some of the stuff that we find on, um, on our Facebook page. And also, our website, soulseekersparanormal.com, is live now. Um, Great. So still doing a little bit of um, work on it, but it's live for people to see. And there is a page there with some of the things that we've gotten from investigation. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> some of that stuff is things that we've done individually and then also what we've gotten together. So that's a good place to check out some of the... Some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like Carol mentioned, if there's anybody listening that lives in our area, we we haven't we're not traveling quite yet. We we all have families, but maybe someday we'll go traveling, right? Ah, hey, if there was, I would go. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, Charleston area is where we're located, and um, we are definitely interested and willing and want to help. Um, you know, the people that may feel uneasy about something or the curious um, find out what's going on in their house and, and you know, yeah, alleviate that fear and also um, just bring more peace, right? Yeah, I will For both. It's not, you know, it's not something that we do and no one else can do. You know, I mean, it's, I don't want to appear like we have all this special and you can. I mean, and, and there's people that have asked us to teach them, and that might be something that we're doing in the future. Mm -hmm. So another good reason to follow us on Facebook or sign up for on the website is when we announce stuff, classes and things, because it's really not um, not a skill that you can't learn by any means. It's just like anything, information. Right, right. And it's it's passion, you know. <laughs> like um, we, yes, absolutely. This is all we've talked about that before. I know I have, and I'm thinking possibly Alec and I about intuition and and psychic abilities, etc. On the, a different Blog Talk Radio show at another time. That it's it is absolutely available to everybody, but not necessarily everybody. They may be interested in what's going on, but they haven't you know taking it to that level of wanting to to do everything we've done or get the equipment etc and so that's why it's always great to ask for help if you need help absolutely yeah now i was saying to tracy's point earlier about you know if you live in the charleston area and need that help we know that charleston is a pretty haunted place oh, yeah. you know? i have an article in the paper about it today really yeah someone did an article about that we live in one of the most haunted places apparently it's also the best place to live yeah according to the i believe that i believe that <laughs> too you know um so yeah there's yeah. a lot of places to check out so you know like tracy said if you're feeling like you're curious or you're just feeling uneasy in your home even if you're not, you know, sure that it's paranormal, it's just something that, you know, you want us to check out, you know, please call us. Mm -hmm. Or ask questions. Just call mm -hmm. us and talk to us. I mean, it's confidential. We're not, we're absolutely very clear about that because mm -hmm. sometimes that, you know, I don't want to be the one that calls, you know, so we keep um, our ethics um, and confidentiality up there for sure. Um, but if you have questions and just want some answers, feel free to, feel free to get in touch with us. Yeah. Okay, well, we're coming to the top of the hour here, so I want to thank everybody who's tuned in and listened live. And remember that um, you can click, like, the follow button on Blog Talk Radio, and then you'll get email reminders about our shows. And if you just want to know about this show in particular, maybe put it in your phone or some way to remember the last Monday of the month. 
so that you can share your stories with us and call in, ask questions, etc. So thanks, Carol, and thanks, Aleka. It's been really fun to be with you guys, as always. Yes, you too, Tracy. Thanks. Take care. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.